Hello, and welcome back to the Career Launch System. I'm your host, Kelly Roan. And again, I'm here with Badger Beal, broker owner of Air Reinhardt Bay Realtors out of Bay City. Hello, Badger. Hey, Kelly. It's good to be back. Right. Candidly, we're actually recording this in uh, our episode five podcast back to back because they kind of tied together. So we figured it'd help with the flow a little bit. If you have not listened to episode, I believe it's episode five. The title of it is Making Money in Real Estate. If you haven't listened to that, you might want to take a break, go back, listen to that come back to here. We kind of flow right into our topic for today, which is face-to-face appointments in real estate. So let's talk about face-to-face appointments, Badger, and their importance and what's the concepts behind them. Yeah. So face-to-face appointments are is a concept that I learned about. It's just an appointment with a, a prospect, but they're called face-to-faces. And I heard about these first from Dr. Fred Gross when I started coaching with him back in the spring of 1997. And then I'm not sure if it came originally from Dr. Fred or one of his coaching students and kind of contemporaries back in the day, uh, Bob Boland. Bob Boland owned previewproperties.com in Brighton, Michigan. And at that time, Bob was thought to be one of the top three real estate agents in the United States. Bob coached with Dr. Fred and I coached with Dr. Fred. And then through this chain of events, I ended up coaching with Bob Bolan as well for about three years starting. I think we started probably around 2001. And for so 2000, all of 2001, two and three, anyhow, it's three years in a row, whether I'm probably <laughs> off a little bit, but basically, and I would talk to Bob Bolan at 645 every Monday morning for 15 minutes. And basically the phone call would go, hey, tell me something good. What's going on? Any dilemmas? How many Mm face-to-faces? And Bob's big thing was accountability. And so we just had to, and it wasn't like, oh, you had to be 100% on, but hey, are we moving the needle in the right direction? And are we getting the number of face-to-face appointments in order to hit the goals that, you know, I said I had? So basically the concept, to boil it down really quickly In order to make money in real estate, you need to have an appointment with a human being. Right. (laughs) You know, not an email with them, but a face-to-face appointment with somebody who's qualified to either buy or sell in the next 30 days. And you could only count those people, I think, I can't remember, it was once or twice. And in in the same, what I want to say, same window of time. So like in the same 30 days. I would cheat on that a little bit, but, um, and you can track your income based on the number of face-to-face appointments you have. And then you can look at the number, how efficient you are in each of those face-to-face ones. So if you need 20 face-to-face appointments to get one sale, that's not really very efficient mm-hmm. for our, versus if you have 10 face-to-faces and have one sale, or you have five face-to-faces and one sale. So you can track your growth and the, your effectiveness in the business based on your conversion as relative to your number of face-to-face appointments. So yeah, Kelly, I can talk about this for hours, but backing up on that a little bit is so, okay, then when we have our, we're building our business and our business plans, you know, what's the job of a real estate agent? So a job of a real estate agent is to prospect for appointments, face-to-faces, go on the face-to-faces. So listing appointments, selling appointments, 
you know, working with buyers and then negotiating transaction. Then the fifth thing really in that is keeping a deal together. So right. once you have an accepted purchase agreement, whether you're on the buyer side or listing side, keeping that transaction together through the process, which is bi- probably the second biggest part of the job. Right. So I tell customers, okay, getting the purchase agreement is easy. It's keeping it together after the right, purchase agreement. Exactly. So that's why a lot of for sale by owners just don't close because it's so difficult to keep the transaction together. Right. So basically, face-to-faces are an indication of is our prospecting, is the flow that we're in, however we've built that little system for ourselves, is that working? Right. And if it's not, if we're not getting face-to-faces, then what do we tweak, modify, change to get the face-to-faces to produce sales? And then if we're having face-to-faces then, and we're not getting any business, then something's really off and what do we change then? Right. So face-to-faces is kind of a critical indicator as, as to our effectiveness in everything we're doing. Right. And we're not going to have transactions closed if we don't have face-to-faces. So anyhow, it's, it's kind of this, you know, we're, so we prospect, list, negotiate, and sell. So when you're building your business plan, well, I don't know what to do. Well, we prospect. Right. Well, how do you prospect? Well, there's a million resources for sale by owners explains. <laughs> right. Are you, episode time. five. <laughs> yeah, episode five. So, and then we have to look in the mirror as to how are we in, or how, and how are we in the flow? Are we going to the Rotary luncheons? Are we, right. I mean, a Rotary, you have to. So, but are, are we active in the, our fraternal organization? Did I show up at the softball game? Did I play in the golf league? Do, are people getting an opportunity to know me, to like me, and to trust me? And so you really start to look at all these things and it's this big dynamic. And then what is a a strategy that works that's congruent with who you are and how you roll? So the face-to-faces are kind of critical. Yeah, I'd say it's all about getting in front of people. And and we talk about it, like I said, we talk about it in episode five. We've talked about it when we did our episode on databases. And it doesn't matter if it's your database, if it's earlier sphere, if it's for sale by owners, if it's expired, what open houses. It's all about getting in front of people. And sometimes you can use a digital platform. You can use a mailing, like physical mailing platform. But sometimes it's just you being in person in the end game is for you to get in a table, get at a table across from these people and gain their business and everything else just is leading you to that. Right. And so you make a hundred Facebook posts. How much business did you get out of it? Right. Right. Or how many hours did you spend? You didn't sell a house until you got them across the table. Right. Exactly. So if if your Facebook or social media is creating face-to-face appointments, then I'd say it's probably working. Right. And if they're, especially if they're converting. Yeah. But uh, is that really working? Right. Or I'm doing for sale by owners and I'm not getting any business out of it. Right. Well, maybe you did three of them and you quit. Right. Or, you know, you need to do them for six months and then let's see, you know. So anyhow. Sometimes um, it's just a strategy too. Maybe you're just, maybe your strategy's off. You yeah. know, you're putting in all the work and it's not mm-hmm. like you're slacking, but just your approach. Like you were talking in the last episode how you had music and maybe it's just that one little differentiator that might just spark interest with somebody. So, you know, that's mm-hmm. when, again, you're in the office and you're in the flow. You're talking to people, you're asking them questions. They're sharing our ideas. This is what I do at my open houses. This is how I attack my for sale by owners. You know, when you're talking to the people, when you're in the leading real estate training manuals and looking at stuff that they do, it's just going to give you lots more ideas and maybe you just tweak something and that's what sets you off. 
Yeah, and it can be your technique. It could also be what gives you energy. So you could just change something a little bit and you go, wow, I feel so much better about doing that. And then you're, you're more likely to do it. So you can have this big system to do for sale by owners or you can have a one-time thing. And right. Which one are you going to do? Yeah, Bob Wolf, <laughs> yeah, I'll mention this guy a lot, but he's kind of one of my heroes in, in real estate brokerage. He took a piece of paper, eight and a half by 11 piece of paper, and he was giving a speech and he, he starts tearing it up. He says, I don't want to do for sale by owners and tears a piece off. I don't want to do expires, tears a piece off. I don't want to do floor time, tears a piece off. I don't want to do sphere of influence, tears a piece off. And he goes, here's your income. And it's a little tiny piece of paper. Right. And so at some point in time, the rubber meets the road and we have to do some of these businesses. And there's lots of them out there. There's we're, we're touching on the major ones, but how are we in the flow? And is it creating bigger pieces of paper? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, and again, I, again, like when you mentioned last episode about the music that like had just bells went off in my head and I started thinking about all these, op- these, these different things. And one of them was just your attitude that you have. I mean, I am a person who would not want to sit at a, at a open house. I would not, I'd be out there on a Saturday and I'd just be like, man, I could be at the beach. It could be anywhere. And all of a sudden, if that attitude portrays to the people who are coming mm-hmm. in, it could very easily push business away from right. you. So something simple of saying like, this is going to be my three hour jam session and I'm going to listen, you know, to all my favorite hits changes my attitude, which changes how I interact with people, which maybe draws more people to me. Yeah. So a lot of times, like I said, it's not it's not maybe you know, you don't know what you're doing or that everything's wrong. Maybe it's just that one little thing you need to tweak. And I think that's the beauty of our company is just being open and having conversations and all of us being unique. And so we can share our ideas and maybe figure out how it would pertain to somebody else and and make them successful. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. And (laughs) at the end of the day, and so we all have to look at ourselves. Right. And it's like we're exposed. We're out there running around like, you know, figuratively like naked. Is it working? Right. So it's, did you get a face-to-face? Exactly. So like with Bowling, and I was paying him a lot of money to coach. And it was like, hey, Bill, and he found me face-to-face. And Bob, we got along. I, I liked him a lot. I had to, and like I said in the last podcast, mirror, mirror. Well, why not, Bill? Right. What what are what do I do differently? And then he can coach me and talk me through different techniques or whatever, and or expose me to them. But at the end of the day, I have to show up. Right? Exactly. So, and everybody's career is different. You know, I wanted to just do this super high volume of business just for myself. You know, it wasn't to like necessarily impress the world, but it was like I was just competitive against myself. And other people want to come out and do. You know, thirty, forty thousand a year, or something like that. But wh- you know, what we're looking for people, hopefully, that want to build a career and stick around for a long time, and do lots of great business, and have fun in, in a fashion that they want to. And so it's win-win for themselves and the company. You know, exactly. so we're symbiotic, and our success is hugely dependent upon each other. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Is there anything else you think we need to hit on face to faces? Yeah, I think. As you were talking, Kelly, I'm just thinking, this is a really hard subject. Yeah. You know, it's a very, very hard subject. Lots of times when we talk about it within the company, people get shut down because they think it talks about money and I'm greedy and I'm just all, it's kind of a linear aspect of the business, Mm -hmm. but it's a reality of the business. And so we can talk about all the other stuff and we're taking a class and we're doing this and all that. But, well, do you have any more face-to-faces? 
well, we did this and that and the other thing and this, you know, and well, did we get any more face-to-faces? And if I was to talk like that to somebody in the company, probably doing it on this podcast, (laughs) people really, their energy drops and they, a lot of them will hide and cower because it's just something that really, it's uncomfortable, you know? And I didn't like, I don't like talking about it and I, I didn't like the reality of it. But at the end of the day, when we're trying to learn and grow and change, what are the results? Like if I'm, I'm a bicyclist, if I'm training for a bike race, is my training yielding results on the way? And how do I know that, right? And so in our real estate business, face-to-faces, is the leading indicator as to how we're doing. And it's, you start quantifying that stuff and it's like, oh, I got to show up and I got to do stuff. And because, it, you know, real estate agents want to be flexible and go out and do, go to the beach. like <laughs> <talked about. laughs> It's like, hey, we all want to do that. But at the end of the day, we all have to show up if we're going to, you know, build a career. Right. So it's a tough subject. I think you're right. Because I think this is where, Linear real estate means meets nonlinear real estate. And all of a sudden, you know, you have this nonlinear part where mm-hmm. we love to live in because it's the more methodical side of it. And it's the, where your individuality comes into play. But then again, it comes back down to being measured by the linear side, which is, am I getting face-to-face appointments? Am I making money? Right. Well, and the other thing is just, and we kind of touched on this in the last podcast, but this is really what it it goes to is if your dreams and goals and aspirations are not inspiring for you, you're not going to show up. Right. So lots of times I would, Bolin would say, well, I just wasn't motivated. You know, I'm not, my energy is down, Bob. And I, you know, I didn't feel like doing anything. And basically what he would always say to me is like, your goals aren't big enough. Are you excited about whatever goal it could? It could be a small goal, but I would be excited about that. Right. Hey, I just want to take a weekend away with my wife with no kids. Right. And that would be like maybe an exciting goal. And it doesn't have to be this, oh, I want to go, you know. Climb buy Everest. A, yeah, buy a 50-foot yacht or something yeah. like that. I just want to have peace. Right. And so it's all this balance. And if you don't have an exciting, compelling future vision, a goal or something that you really want to do in this business, then that's a big challenge because lots of times the we won't put in the hard work to get to that compelling future. Exactly. And I think if even if you, I remember talking to Melissa in our company for a little bit about her goals and stuff. And one of her major goals is she just wants to help the people in her community, the people she knows. She wants to help them you know, fulfill this dream of home ownership and or finding the perfect retirement home or finding the perfect home for their kids, you know. And so some of it's just that like feel good. And then I get to do this great thing and help these great people. And I'm and I make a living while I'm doing it. The financial aspect isn't always necessarily, you know, the dream, like you're saying, it Mm -hmm. might not be, you know, I just got to have a big house and a a big yacht. It could just be I go to sleep at night feeling really good about what I do. And I put food on my table while I was doing it. Yeah, and that's awesome. And and everybody's different. And there's a million, I don't know, different ways. Some people want to take the money and donate to charity, start an orphanage or, right. you know, save the world or whatever you want to do. For me, and I don't know if I should say this publicly, but for me, it's just the, it's more, I love helping people and I love people for sure. And I'm hugely empathetic. But for me, it's like the game of real estate. It's just having fun yeah. and doing better than I did the year before. Yep you know, growing and investing and things like that. Everybody's different. 
Mm-hmm. My my vision for me isn't the right vision for everybody in the company. That's for sure. <laughs> Anyhow, but yeah, so I just think this is a very difficult subject, but it's one that we have an awareness of it in the company. So we can, we can look at ourselves and go look in the mirror. It's like, well, I've really had a bad year. Well, well, let's go. What's going on in your life? Right. Right. Exactly. And that's part of the mirror too, having honest conversations around that. And the other thing around this is that if things are out of whack at home and we see it all the time, and I've seen it myself and countless, countless people, is if things are out of whack in our private, personal lives, chances are business is off. Yeah. So sometimes you just have those years where you have deaths in the family, illnesses, things like that, which, you know, we all have that stuff. And it's just, hey, you got to take a year and this is a a recovery year or a healing year. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. You know, we, that happens and that's actually we recommend slowing down, take it easy, get healthy mentally, physically, whatever it might be and recover and then, hey, come back strong. Especially, I think, in this industry, touching on what you said in the last podcast, that uh, uh, something we don't talk about a lot about real estate agents being independent contractors. This isn't a standard job. It's not like I'm just a data processor somewhere where I come in and I have a list of things I have to do and I clock in at nine, I clock out at five and I go home. You're really responsible for pushing yourself. So if you're not motivated or if there's something that's clouding your mind, it's really going to be, there's nobody else around you. There's nobody else making you, holding you accountable, making you do what you need to do. Right. Yeah. So we can share, share, share and lead by example and provide lots of wisdom around situations and things like that and provide a great culture. But at the end of the day, the agents have to show up mm-hmm. and, you know, I'm an agent too, and I, I've got to show up. Right. You got to show up. Exactly. All right. Have I said that before? Yeah, I think think we've said it a couple times. So yeah, if this all sounds interesting to you, then stay tuned. Our next episode is going to kind of just transition right in. We talked a little bit about it here, but we're going to be basically talking about mission, mindset, and just an awareness. And so we'll cover that in our next episode. In the meantime, if you're looking for more information, go ahead and check us out on our website, arhousebay.com forward slash careers. Uh, There you'll find information on our career launch system. You'll find links to our previous podcast, our upcoming video series that should be there about the end of the month. And then also contact information for Badger, Jim and Melissa. As we always say, it starts with a conversation. All conversations are confidential. So reach out. We'll get you some good information. Meet up, have coffee, have a drink, and discuss your potential future. So until next time, thanks, Badger. Yep. All right.